From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. In today's culture, when asked how we're doing, we often reply busy. It's the excuse we use when we're late or to explain why we haven't called, emailed, or stayed in touch. The thing is, we are legitimately busy. However, there is one thing that's missing from our active schedule, and that's margin. Today we're talking about why it's so important, what embracing it will change, and how we can incorporate it into our lives. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an in-your-words question. What is the one thing you wish you could eliminate in your life? So the one thing I really could do without is the press, the schedules that I create for myself that are really unnecessary. So I create tasks in my head, and I think that if I'm busy doing my tasks, like, oh, today I'm going to do this, and then I put this pressure on myself to do them, and I really don't have to. And then someone told me recently that busyness is artificial significance. And I was like, oh. So what I'm trying to do is that not get so attached to a schedule that I lose life with my kids because they are not falling into my schedule. Or if um, the lunch didn't go as I planned and then I guess stressing my husband because of, you know, that. So that's the one thing that as a, you know, brought up Asian with so many rules is the one thing that I really need to get out of my life and be able to just go with the flow sometimes structure is good but like I think that sometimes it takes over where I'm just being busy for the sake of being busy in response to your question of what's the one thing I wish I could eliminate from my life I'd say the first thing that came up was fear um you know I have battled fear off and on throughout uh, my life a fear of change fear of uh you know just uh you know, certain new opportunities and, and questioning if I'm ready for those opportunities or even good enough for um, a challenge that presents itself. Uh, I struggled a lot with it when I was younger and I have um, definitely overcome a lot of, you know, uh, and I'm in a different place now, but from time to time, um, you know, when something presents itself, uh, there's still this fear that creeps up that needs to be shut down each and every time. And so if, if I could eliminate anything, I just, that would be it. All right. So one thing a week that I could do without is the time after dinner and before bed when neither parent wants to do the bedtime routine or clean up dinner. And it's like a staring contest to see who breaks and who gets to choose which chore has to be done. All right, so today we're talking about margin and a couple of reasons why I wanted to talk about it. One was that we were talking to Elisa Pulliam, uh, Elise, I don't know if you remember, and we had mentioned margin. And Elise, you said, oh, that's another yeah. podcast. <laughs> and it is another podcast because it's so important. <laughs> and I think it's something that can change the way we do life. And it's such a small thing. I mean, it's a small thing in that it kind of makes sense. It should seem like a no-brainer, mm-hmm. but many of us don't have it in our lives. And right. so I know that um, from my own experience, there was a time when I didn't have margin in my life. Um, you know, 
my I would schedule things back to back to back and I would want to eke out every little bit of time before it was time to go to sports or before it was time to go to a school event or let's get this one last email in before we go to school and it was really wreaking havoc on my family. Mm. My kids mm. got to the point where they we would when we would be on time for something They'd be like, oh my God, let's just go, let's go, let's go. And they'd be like, get in the van. And I'm like, no, 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 guys, we're on time. But they literally didn't know how to go anywhere without feeling like we need to go without that feeling of being rushed. And I just, at, at one point I was like, I need this to change. Like, I don't want to yeah. live exhausted and burnt out and go so, so full tilt that by the time I get to every day that I have nothing left. Mm-hmm. And so do you guys have any experience with that? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I call that scurrying. Uh, I just, I don't know why I think that word's a good word for it. It's this feeling of like, like a, like the way a squirrel scurries or an animal, a little animal scurries away or scurries around really fast and sort of furious and jerky movements. Um, I, I, I really feel like, um, I've lived, I lived my life like that for many years. And, um, Kimberly, what you just said is, is so what I would do. My, my husband calls them secret chores. Like I would always find something to do before we're going out the door. Mm. And it would literally make us, um, you know, it, it would throw us into that hysteria. And so for me personally, I think it's part of, partially like an adrenaline addiction and rush. Yeah. And I think that it's part of what motivates me, which I'm not happy about. I'd like to say that this never happens anymore. Um, I would say instead that, yes, I've gotten a little bit better, but I still can get into that, um, fill every minute and, and especially try to get something done as we're going out the door, like that one last thing. Mm-hmm. So it's my mm-hmm. experience. Well, I would say this has personally affected my relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids are a little bit little and it, it does affect them, but I noticed this really when they were younger, because I would be jam packing the day with stuff <laughs> and some of it was legitimate stuff you had to get done. Right. But like jam packing it and hustle, I call it hustle. Um, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you guys heard me say that hustling. And then by the time he came home, I was like a, a zombie, complete mm-hmm. zombie. Yeah. And then of course, you know, um, when it came to bedtime, I was very, very tired. If you can read between the lines yeah. and I learned, <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, you know, and, and my husband was tired too, cause he worked. But the point is like, I realized that I was not scaffolding, scaffolding for the success of what happened at quote unquote bedtime between me and him, because I was so exhausted and I was doing a million little things, things that, that I don't even like, I couldn't even give you a good reason as to why I was doing them or volunteering for them or trying to get done, you know, goals that were not even really on not even goals, tasks that were not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. specific to the goals that actually I wanted to produce in my life. Mm-hmm. And so 
I know we're going to talk about this later, but I noticed that because I was hustling and because I was running around scurrying and jam packing my day, when it get t- when it came time for my husband and I to be intimate, I was not there. I was checked out. I was ready to get in bed, go to sleep so I can start the crazy hamster wheel again the next day. Yeah, and right. that eventually after a while, you know, when it becomes a pattern, because let's, let's be real here. There are seasons of busyness and this does happen, but when it becomes the habit of the relationship, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not good. Right. Yeah. And for us, it was not good. So, um, he really actually was the one that challenged me on it and was like, what are you doing during the day that you are this, this exhausted? And yeah. what can we do to help alleviate that? Because when I come home, I, I want to be with you. And I realized mm-hmm. I was giving him the leftovers of my, of, of who I was. Mm. And that was just not good for us. Yeah. 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 Well, I think about a lot of the, um, young women that I, I meet with, um, you know, through mops and everything. And I, I, that is certainly a common scenario. I just picture them because of the way they describe their lives you know, literally collapsing into bed. And I've certainly been there. I mean, you're just, that's it. It's like a light goes off and you're done. And so, um, I, I think that's such a, a, a wise word, Noelle. And, um, yeah. And I think there's a difference between, as Noelle, you mentioned a season and a lifestyle. Like if, if you're yeah. launching a business and you're kind of going into it knowing that, okay, the next two months I'm really going to be um, making some choices. I'm going to be saying some, no to some things so I can say yes to some things. And so this season's going to be quite busy. But when mm-hmm. you get to the point where it becomes a lifestyle and you can't look back and see where it's the busyness started and where it's going to end, then Mm -hmm. you start to have to wonder, is this become just a part of the way I do life? And I think it takes a toll on you um, emotionally, um, physically and, and spiritually. I mean, like in terms of um, physically, if you're constantly operating at a, at a pace or, or um, in a place of being on guard tense, waiting for the next thing to come, the next thing to come, your, your body will eventually adjust physically to live that lifestyle. Um, and I've heard Mm -hmm. of people that have had to deal with that where it's kind of like they, they did go through a season where, um, there was some traumatic things that happened and they continued to live on edge to the fact that it eventually impacted their health. And they needed to see a doctor who was like, what you're experiencing is very real. Your emotional, um, Trauma is over, but you're you're so used to operating in that state that now you've yeah. got to figure out how mm-hmm. to get out of it. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that's yeah. not a way to enjoy life. That's right. That's right. No. And you know, when you talk about the toll, recently it really ramped up my anxiety and my stress level. And so, when something small would happen. I was so tight and so taut with, with my agenda and what I needed to get done and what I had already planned or what I had already committed to that, um, I would explode a lot. Oh my gosh. When when I think back, it was, it was not good. You know, Noel, as you say, for your, for my husband, certainly, but for my children, especially Mm -hmm. because, um, for me, it was more my children because they really bore the brunt of a stressed out mother. Yeah. Not fair, not fair to them really. Well, we um, did a family retreat last year. It was our first one where we um, kind of did peer reviews where we could rate each other. And one of the questions 
that we that I had put on there was, what do you like most about our family and what do you like least about our family? And every single one mm-hmm. of my kids mm-hmm. said, we're always late and we're always yelling at each mm. other about it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it, yes, I knew it, but to think that of all the things that my kids were unhappy with in our family, that that was number one for each of them really mm. meant something to me. And in the last mm-hmm. year, I've made a made some changes specifically in that area to prevent that from being that way for my family. That's yeah. Awesome. Good. I'm, That's- I'm stealing that idea, but you know that already. Yes. <laughs> the, the family, the family retreat idea. Yes. I, we're going to do it this summer and we're going to do a, a modified pure, yeah. peer, um, review for each other. I think it'd be really good for us, but sure. that's another podcast. Yes, <laughs> it is. Um, so, so some of the things that margin provides is breathing room. Um, it really helps us keep a reserve of energy, of even creativity, of thoughtfulness, of presentness, um, that we're not using up. And so like mm-hmm. Noelle, you said, being available to, what I like to call the third shift in my day. Mm. So I have my first shift when I'm working. I have my second shift when my kids come home. And oftentimes too, I would not have energy for my husband by the time he got home. And, Mm -hmm. um, margin allows you to have that little bit of a reserve. One of the things that I used to do, and I'm not currently doing it, but I did do it in a certain season when my kids were a little bit more younger and a little bit more demanding in the afternoon was I started to take a nap from two to two 45 because if I didn't, I would not have mm-hmm. what it took to even have a conversation with my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that provided margin in my day. I would lay on the couch. I wouldn't go in my bedroom because that might not, <laughs> that might not, I might not wake up, but I'd lay on my couch. Might never end. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had my phone on my stomach or my chest or whatever. And I had the alarm go off when it was time to pick my kids up from school because I mm-hmm. needed to have space in between the shifting of my activity and the shifting of my attention. Yeah. And that's so important to, I think what you're talking about partially is knowing what we're talking about partially is knowing ourselves Mm -hmm. and what is the cost of what we're doing. And so again, for Kim, for you, Kimberly, um, to, to know that you needed a nap. I have to tell you when I was your age with children, that age, I would never have done that. Never. Mm -hmm. I would have, I would have thought, that was like ridiculous, slovenly. Um, I had too many things to do. I couldn't imagine napping. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I would have judged myself too harshly to be able to do that. And that to me is, 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 is a far worse offense when I think about it now. Yeah. Taking care, you know, it's that whole, um, not taking care of yourself, but just getting things done. And, um, and the, and the cost is tremendous. So, um, I give you great credit, um, for taking a nap and I challenge other moms to do the same because I think it's a great idea knowing that you needed some recharging before you went into your, your other shifts. I was going to say, I just want to say one thing, because I feel like somebody out there needs to hear this, mm-hmm. is that sometimes a nap is the most spiritual thing you can do. And one of the things I remember reading is the story of Elijah. And he just had this amazing experience where he was calling down rain and fire and this incredible supernatural stuff of God. And I mean, it was intense. 
And then, of course, Jezebel is, like, really angry and says he's going to kill him and all this stuff. And he runs away. And he's so freaked out, so stressed out, so burnt out. He literally asks God to kill him. And you know what God does? He has him take a nap. He has him take and, – and he also feeds him too, by the way. But one of the things is we get – we're doing some really – as a parent – particularly, um, you're doing some really cool supernatural things for God. It doesn't always seem that way. It doesn't always seem as, you know, elaborate as what Elijah did, but we are doing kingdom work. And there are going to be times where we feel burnt out, stressed out. We literally are like, just someone kill me. I just, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God is calling us to take a nap yeah. and recharging us so that we can hear what the next thing we need to do. Yeah. And that's what happened with Elijah. So I really do believe somebody mm-hmm. needs to hear naps can be the most spiritual thing that you can do for your family Absolutely. and for your own heart. No, I know we're going to talk a, a more about some self-care stuff um, coming soon, but this is the kind of stuff that um, you, you also mentioned eating, Noelle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally, it was often 2 o'clock in the afternoon by the time I ate something. I mean, that's just craziness, but that was my pattern. And, um, again, no wonder I was so stressed out. I thought napping was abhorrent (laughs) and and eating was like, I just kept putting it off till it was two o'clock in the afternoon often. Mm -hmm. And, um, that is just, just so unhealthy. And so not an example of, of what I absolutely believe God calls us to, which is Love yourself, love others as you love yourself. Okay, yeah. well, if that's how I'm, if that's the uh, formula, you know, not a, I was not setting myself up for success. And you just bring up a really good point. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. If you're not very loving towards yourself in the sense of margins, you will you will be appalled, and you will not want to give other people margins either. Mm-hmm. You won't think it's fair. That's right. That's right. So yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to other people, margin allows you to make your relationships a priority as well. I mean, I don't know how many times I couldn't meet the needs of my child because I was late, because I was rushed, because I didn't prepare the night before. And so they Mm -hmm. need me. They have a question for me. They need, and I'm like, no, 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 we got to go. We got to go. I'll deal with that later. Can you, can you talk to me about that? Not right now while I'm trying to get out the door and trying to find your soccer Jersey. Like, you know, just, you know, it doesn't leave room for relationship. And, you know, we've talked about, what was it? Friends Friday that you've incorporated. Um, Yes. (laughs) We've talked about Sabbath, making time for your friends. I mean, if I'm working all the time, um, and I work from home, so yes, I understand that I have flexibility, but I think even people that work outside the home, there's your lunch break. There's a 10 minute walk you could take with a, with a colleague. Um, if I'm not making time to connect with people and to invest in relationships, then I am probably not getting fueled in the way I need. And I understand I'm an extrovert, but I think even an introvert can benefit from just a 10 minute walk either on their own or with somebody else. Um, You know, just to chat, just to catch up. And and I, Mm -hmm. and I think margin Mm -hmm. allows for relationships to flourish. Oh my gosh. Margin is everything. And it's like this, um, for me, I see almost like one of those funnels where you kind of know where everything is going to go and where it's going to land. And even this morning, I knew this was going to be crazy town today because the kids are home from school and I've locked them away in my son's bathroom watching Pokemon and I've threatened them and, um, all that stuff so they be quiet. But I was walking this morning and I wanted to get a good walk in and I had, I'm thinking all things I do. And my friend from Northern Ireland called me and said, you know, do you have 10 minutes to talk? And I wanted to be like, no, I am, 
I'm too busy. Like I, I got to walk. I got to prepare. I got to do this. And one of my margins is there's certain people, not everybody, but there's certain people who have the permission to interrupt my schedule. And I've allowed room for that in my, in my heart, in my mind. I've already made up. There are certain people in my life, certain friendships mm. that, that I will let them interrupt my schedule and I will give them the time they need if it's possible. Mm. And so I cut the walk you know, a little short and we spent time and I'm so grateful that I was able to talk with her, but you have to margin requires planning and prior decision-making of what you will and will not do. You know, you can't just, it's not by the seat of your pants. There is a clear line. Right. I was going to say, um, Noel, what you're kind of describing is boundaries with margins. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really important balance and one that can be hard to strike without being extremely intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And for people who may be more like me, I, I just didn't get all this intentionality stuff. Um, you know, this has been something that I've definitely come into later in my life. And, um, again, there's, so for me, I think part of my fear in taking some, a little bit of that time was, that it would spill over into a lot of time, which often happens with me. Even today, if I kind of haven't planned out something for a day, um, at least some consideration about a couple of things that I want to accomplish, I can find myself floating. And again, I've got a freelance life. So, um, you know, deadlines are everything. And I'm talking about a day, obviously, where there's no deadlines. So it's, it's a balance. It's a balance between, um, it, and it requires some scheduling and intentionality, absolutely mm. intentionality. Mm-hmm. But I love the way, um, you know, that you've made a decision about who's going to interrupt your rhythm. Um, and, uh, and, and as you said, that meant that you had to cut something short a few minutes off your walk because you couldn't yeah. do it all. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. But it, I was thinking while you were saying um, about allowing interruptions. If you live a life that has margin in it, when you have an interruption, you can have grace for it. When there's an interruption, my kids can have grace for it because they know on a regular basis, I'm living a life available to them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, once in a while to be interrupted, they have patience for it. If I am constantly as a way of life, not, um, you know, being interrupted and getting sidetracked and not giving them the attention that they need. Or if my, my husband's constantly waiting for me because I've booked so many things in that I've now, the slightest interruption has now ruined my day. Mm. Nobody has grace for that when it becomes my way of life. But if it is not, if it's unusual, if it's, um, happens occasionally, then, then there's a willingness to, to be okay with it and let mom do what she needs to do. Mm Mm-hmm. I think too, and I'm sure Kimberly, you can speak to this because you're an expert on values um, and culture. But one of the things that my kids are learning from having margin and having boundaries and all this stuff is when I'm interrupted, they learn, oh, this is important. Mom Mm -hmm. is giving attention to this. You know, so they knew and I said, okay, guys, I'm talking to Heather, go do something productive in your room. They were like, okay. Like mm-hmm, you were saying, your mm-hmm. kids can have grace because they're like, oh, this must be important because mom is not, because I used to be this way, I was giving my time, my heart and everything to everybody all the time. Mm, so they yeah. became very resentful. They were just yes. the only ones that got the leftovers. Yeah. So yeah. I just think it, you're right. Margin allows you to give even more and with more mm-hmm. purpose and with more value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think something to keep in mind is that um, 
our threshold points are not easily measured and they're different for different people and different circumstances. Mm. So again, mm-hmm. with like every, every topic that we talk about in this episode, we're not necessarily here to tell you that you have to do it this way because you have to understand that there's different seasons. There's going to be different margin in the summer than there is during my work week. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a difference between using pockets of time wisely and staying busy for the sake of being busy. All right, so let me give you an example of what I mean. So there's a pocket of time between when I drop my daughter off from school and my other two children. And Mm -hmm. I've decided that that 15, 20 minutes each day can be used for us to read. So we use that pocket of time wisely. So me filling that time is not taking away my margin. If I were to fill that time with senseless like phone use where I'm checking Facebook and I'm checking social media and I'm playing a game just to kill out those minutes, that's not a wise use of time. That's keeping busy for the sake of keeping busy. That's something yeah, that's considering. Good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, recently, as we're gearing up to the summer, I'm, I can't remember when this, this episode airs. It might be in the summer when you hear it, but... Um, because like you were saying, my schedule is going to change in the summer and I have to kind of rework my margins. Mm -hmm. Um, there's been a few days that my kids have been off and I've been practicing my summer schedules with them. Oh, And we have, we have practice summer days, I call it. And we're, I'm doing it though. They think it's like, you know, they think I'm really clever and fun, but I'm really doing it (laughs) to figure out my margins. Mm. And so I pretend like it's summer and we wake up and I say, this is what's going to happen. And, um, what's awesome about it is I'm just setting this day aside really to observe how our summer is going to go. I mean, of course, you know how summer is, it's so unpredictable and we've talked about having, you know, realistic expectations, mm-hmm. but I want to kind of practice. Mm-hmm. See, okay. So around 10 o'clock, my kids are going to get hungry and they're going to want to do this. Okay. So how can I work this? So while they're having their snack, like you were saying, I could be doing all my social media posting for the day. Mm-hmm. And this practice day has really helped me kind of figure it out. And mm. today we're having another practice day because Tuesdays are recording for Slices of Life and we're going to have to mm-hmm. learn. Okay, so this time you get to watch a little movie and this is when I'm going to work the podcast. So um, that's really helped me if you're able to do that, to have a little like fake <laughs> schedule to figure out your margins. And mm. then you can be flexible and make the changes that you need to make. The mm-hmm. big thing is just having grace and not freaking out. If you don't get done everything that you want to get done, because if you're in a season of life where that's not possible, you just need to adjust it mm-hmm. and make sure that you're not cramming everything mm-hmm. in. You know, I say this all the time, guys, you've heard me say this, but Jesus did not hustle or hurry anywhere. He did not rush mm-hmm. anywhere. Even when his like one of his bestest friends died. He did not rush to the right, to, right. to his sisters. And I and he, one of the things he always said is, "I only do what my father tells me, or whatever I see my father doing." And I think that's so true. And really, margin creates the space for us to hear and see what God is doing. Like you were saying, taking that time and and spending time with Jesus. But he did not rush and hustle and cram things in. He just walked with the Lord, and he created a lot of margin and a lot of time to be. Mm. Lord. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, that encourages me that not even Jesus was like on the hamster wheel. Yeah. Right. 
If you've enjoyed the Slices of Life podcast, we'd love to hear from you. One of the best ways to share what you think is to review us on iTunes. Not only will that let us know how we're doing, but it will let others know if our show is worth a listen. Here's a review from one of our listeners. Dula Kathleen says, pull up a chair. Do you ever feel like you talk to your girlfriends, but no one is actually saying anything? It's all just small talk. Work, the kids, our husbands. Slices of life is what it would be like if everyone was really honest about who they are, what their faith is, and what part of their life they're trying to grow in. I feel like I'm at the table with them. This podcast is a gift. If you have a moment, head over and leave a review now. We can't wait to hear from you. For step-by-step instructions, head over to the post, How to Leave a Review for a Podcast in iTunes. You'll find the link to that post in your show notes. I think that one of the things um, that's really important to do at some point is to really, in some way, list or map out or whatever works best for you. I just used... um, this program my husband has called inspiration to chart out all the different, who am I, what are my roles and what do those all require? Because I think a lot of times we go through trying to make all those things happen without reckoning with them. And so Mm -hmm. I'm in the process of doing that, like really seeing, because it may be impossible, you know, Mm -hmm. what I want to get done and what I want to see happen may actually be impossible, at least in terms of the way I'm trying to make it happen. So I'm at a place where I'm looking at everything because I do want some of that margin. But in order to do that, I have to know very clearly what what I'm trying to accomplish, really clearly. And I think about um, one of the people that I think is is so good, like every time I hear her speak is um, Michaelin, um, what's her last, Michaelin, well, the Nestor. The Nestor, I know. The Nestor. Let's just call her the Nestor. Mm -hmm. Right. Michael and Smith. <laughs> um, I, I just listened to her podcast the other day and she's, she's was kind of getting angry at people for, um, doing something that was without boundaries, like mm. saying yes to things that were not within the, this is the things that I'm, these are the things that I'm trying to accomplish bucket. And I just really, I don't have that kind of clarity and I really appreciate it. And it reminded me. Um, so what I'm saying is all this margin can only be possible if you really get clear about one, what you're trying to accomplish, all the things, and then two, really prioritizing them and deciding what is, you know, what's possible in this Mm -hmm. season Mm -hmm. or on this day or, you know, what are the factors that I'm dealing with that have nothing to do with me <laughs> and, and coming up with, with more clarity about that. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's certainly the first step to examine your schedule and figure out what it is that I have to do. What is a realistic expectation of the time it's going to take to do this? And that was a big thing for me because I thought everything just took 20 minutes. You know, like I right. look at my to-do list and get discouraged <laughs> when really what I want to do takes an hour. So, exactly. So examining, yes. examining your schedule and then, you know, going back to the values, like if, if what you have on your schedule does not reflect your values, if it's not moving you towards a goal that you have, it needs to come off. Like, you know, you're better off spending time with your family getting recharged than doing something that's a low a low priority, a low productivity, um, something with no return for whatever it is your values are, your goals are as a family, as a, as a 
uh, a business person, you're better off doing those things that bring life and propel you forward than you are these things that don't mean anything that you're not going to remember later on that you did that were so important that you had to sacrifice your time and your relationships. Well, Mm -hmm. I have to say this when you do that, examining your schedule and your values and all that stuff, you know what, get help, get a Mm, coach. Yeah. Get, I mean, I, they're going to hate me for saying this, but Elise is a very skilled life coach. She helps a lot of, especially young moms, figure out who they are. And Kimberly is an absolute expert in values and making sure that you're doing things that are working towards your goal and that makes sense with your culture. And they both have helped me personally in this. And nearly, I'm always talking to Kimberly on Voxer. I call up Elise in a panic, you know, nearly every other week. And I'm telling you, it helps me to have another set of eyes, another voice, help me to see things that maybe I can't see because I'm on the hamster wheel and all I can see is the bars go in front of me. So it mm-hmm. does really, it is really beneficial to get a coach or to enroll in a workshop mm-hmm. or some kind of online course to help figure out where you are, who you are, what you, what you want. You mm-hmm. need, sometimes you just need that help. So I just want to put that out there because some of you may be listening going, I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely true because it's very hard for us to take dedicated time to do these kinds of things when we've got this busy schedule. And so part of, you know, working with somebody else in whatever way you do it is, is making the time to do that. And, mm-hmm. and again, I think that's part of making yourself a priority and part of loving yourself so that you can love others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I was always so bad at doing, which I have to say of recent, I, I don't do it this way anymore is waiting until the last minute to do something. You know, for example, we hosted a party this past weekend, which involved putting a slideshow on and using a projector and technology. I started Thursday night, probably should have started a little bit sooner to figure out like, okay, is this going to work? Does my computer sync up to the projector? Okay. How does the Mm. slideshow run? Is this working? Um, part of the slide, part of it, I didn't quite get right. I did put part of it off to the last minute, but we made it work. Thank goodness. But it wouldn't have worked. I wouldn't have been able to be spontaneous on the fly and, and solve that solution at the moment. If I hadn't done all this other work beforehand, if it had been just Mm -hmm. a big, big old mess because I didn't take the time to do a dry, you know, to do a run through, to see mm-hmm. if I had all the connections, to see if the light's going to work. Okay. Well, what time at night can we start the slideshow? Oh, okay. We have to wait till seven 30 cause the projector's not working. Um, you know, it's six 30. So going through all those things and not waiting till the last minute, it just makes, it makes things more enjoyable. Um, the party could, didn't have to be stressful. I didn't have to like tear myself away and spend 30 minutes being embarrassed because I didn't have it all together. Like just taking those extra days to prepare is huge. And so not waiting until the last minute to do something, um, is a great way to add margin doing it a little bit, even if it's a few things, you know, prior to when something needs to be done, prepare ahead of time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think that, and I think, I I also think one of the really important parts of creating margin is, um, saying no to certain things. Like, again, uh, you gave a little example, um, Noel, when you said I had to cut my walk short, um, but I, I'm talking about bigger, uh, things. And there's two reasons why we don't want to say no. Number one, we're afraid of what people will think of us. Mm -hmm. And number two, we, 
think very highly of ourselves and we think we can do everything, you know, yes. it's pride and it's fear. It and so, you know, bad combination, pride and fear, ah! yeah. <laughs> but you can't, you can't really have margin in your life if you're enslaved to pride and fear. And I trust me, I am, I know what it's like to be a prisoner to both for sure. And every day I'm working on that, but you just can't, you're not going to find the time because you will just say yes to everyone yeah. and everything. And, and meanwhile, really lose your soul in it. Honestly, I've been there where I've, I felt completely like my soul was dying because I was doing way, way, way too much, mm. way too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think, think it's important to protect your time. I mean, like when, when I say yes to some things, it's like, Oh, well I, I have time for that. When, like you said, Elise, no, I don't have time for that. I'm working on a new project. Like I had time for it six months ago and I still, my, like, it's almost like my mind hasn't caught up to what my body's doing and what I'm spending all my time doing. It, you have to kind of right. guard your time and, not look at your schedule and go, oh, look, I have that open spot every Friday morning. Why don't I fill right. it up? Well, no. How about you right. don't? How about you go for a walk? Right. How about you listen to that podcast that you've been meaning to listen to? How about you read that book that you wanted to listen to um, so that you're a better you know, woman, wife, mom, etc.? Yes. yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that goes into like being bored, like it's okay to be mm-hmm. bored. It's okay to not have something filled up on your schedule. It's okay to have free time and, yeah. um, and don't fill it with busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that, and that's another thing. I mean, I actually, um, I have to admit, uh, I, 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 I got to a shower the other day, 15 minutes early. I arrived at the location, not, not to the house yet. And I actually was with a friend and I said to her, this makes me really anxious. When I arrive someplace early, I feel really anxious. And had she not been in the car, it would have been a lot worse. I'm kind of like, well, what do I do? I shouldn't really go in because if it was me and I was having a shower, I would not want somebody coming into my home 15 minutes early. But it just was a reminder to myself. Mm. I do have difficulty with downtime. I do have difficulty with quote boredom. I will try to fill it. And I, um, really, I really want to practice not doing that. Just get over it and, and relax. As, as you say, Kimberly resist the urge to fill that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and one of the ways that I got over being late, um, and I'm still a work in progress, although I think we're still, we're doing pretty good is I took the time to figure out and, and more so in terms of like my kids sports, because we are all over the place with travel sports. And so I would figure out, okay, we have to be there at this time. Okay. So how, let me, let me map quest how long it takes to get there. Okay, so let me add 15 minutes onto that because I need to be able to say it's time to go now and I need that 15 minutes to literally shepherd everyone into the car, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom. And so what I was doing is I was waiting until the time I had to leave to say that. And so we weren't leaving when I said let's go. Because nobody was preparing, and now I know my family well enough to know, okay, let's add that 15 minutes onto what time it takes for us to actually leave, because when we do, then we'll actually get out the door. So just like you're saying, showing up early, um, 
you know, 15 minutes early. It's okay. And I've experienced that anxiety before. (laughs) I totally have experienced that anxiety. And it wasn't until I recognized that anxiety that I was willing to go, oh, there's something else going on here. I'm not just a totally irresponsible person who's late for everything, who has no respect for everybody else's time. I have to deal with this anxiety that I have in myself for being like, on time, ready to go there with me, yeah. nothing to do. Yeah. It's so, so good to think that clearly about things. You know, one of the, um, the, one of the things that the three of us, we deal with is that social media is a very real thing for us. It's important for us to do it. It's how we get out the word about our podcast our writing, um, our speaking, our coaching. And so it's something that we do have to invest, invest time in, but it often becomes something that keeps us busy. It often becomes something that, um, is a rabbit hole for us. Mm-hmm. And one of the tips yeah. and one of the things I've learned is um, is to schedule the time that I set aside for social media. So right. if I put on my calendar that, um, you know, from 2.30 to 2, 3 o'clock, which I pick my kids up from school at 3 o'clock, if I'm, I'm going to drive to pick up a half an hour early and spend that time doing my social media, then I've scheduled it. I've carved out time that I can specifically give to that so that I it doesn't become something that's just mindless. Um, and also if I come across things Mm -hmm. on social media, right, Mm -hmm. that points you towards content. If I come across content that I really want to read, I need to figure out a way to go back to it later because otherwise I end up down a rabbit hole and then I I don't end up doing what I meant to do when I got on social media or I don't end up connecting with the people I want to connect with. So one of the things I found was, um, uh, there's an app called Instapaper um, plus, also, mm. if you're um, a Mac user or an Apple product lover, um, you can always use the bookmarks in Safari. And so it literally will take the article, you can press it, click a button, and it'll take your article and it'll put it aside so that you can read it later. And so, you know, that's another thing. Like, as someone who's um, a content reader who likes to read things on the blog and uh, on other people's blogs and likes to, you know, learn and grow from the things that are online, I need to set aside time then to go through these articles that caught my attention as I was going through social media and who's talking about what and, and having put aside the stuff I've seen on social media and then looking at it intentionally right. at a specific time allows me to not go down the rabbit trail, to, to, to use my time wisely and not feel like, oh my gosh, I've now like been sucked into never never land i am Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the worst when it comes to the internet though i mean i really do have to be careful because i will waste a lot of time last night i spent 45 minutes looking up the lyrics to a song and (laughs) memorizing it like honestly and and i went on to do something completely different like something that actually was useful and practical and then i was like what is the line in that song and i looked up the band i'm looking up the wikipedia story of the band i'm looking up the song and like 45 minutes has gone by and what have i i've just i've only learned the lyrics to this song and so i know myself and i am a bit of an internet junkie so i really do have to (laughs) schedule it if I'm you know and I've been trying to not go on the internet after eight o'clock because it was causing me insomnia Mm. like being on the with the screen and stuff like that yeah so I'm trying to do that but that's really hard too because I'm you know I want to you like get Facebook in your last few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get my like stalking on, you know, my, yeah. my Insta stalking and all that stuff. So for me, I'm like, I know I'm really terrible at that. So I, 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 I need to do what Kimberly does and schedule it. 
like I, it's enjoyable to read things on the internet and I can see where, what you were doing, revisiting an old song and lyrics. That's, that can be enjoyable if I have my iPad. You just need your margin for it. (laughs) Exactly. If you have margin for it, if you like say, Hey, this morning, you know, on Friday mornings, I'm going to go to the park with my iPad and I'm going to sit on the bench and I'm going to read these articles and you know, that, that it can be enjoyable, but if you let it replace other things as a means to keep you busy or if it creeps in to things that need to get done mm-hmm. then it just becomes mm-hmm. it, it, it's like um and i think maybe it was the nester that said this too it's like the difference between eating a healthy meal and then pigging out on like um junk food the way you feel about it when you're done it might be enjoyable for, at the time but the way you feel right. about it when you're done isn't good so it can feel good if you're you know in your backyard right enjoying the articles that are online it could feel like you know not for nothing crap if you've spent two hours on it in the middle of a work week where you really needed to meet a deadline oh yeah and that's exactly what i did (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah i do it too and there are apps also for um literally limiting your time Mm -hmm. on your computer um on facebook and um i'm sure the other um, you know, Instagram and all that stuff too, but particularly Facebook. I have used that one. I can't think of the name of it, but I may be able to find it. Um, yeah, yeah, find it I and mean, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's just, I, I was listening to, um, Brian Dixon talk about it the other day and he was saying he now, I think he said he now limits his checking his emails, for example, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. So there's particular time. Mm-hmm. Now I have emails coming in all the time for work, um, for editing, for my editing job, um, you know, kind of all day, but it, it isn't efficient for me to be checking it all day, to be looking at it on my phone at all, because there's very little I can do on my phone about whatever's coming in. And so it's one of those good places to say, I'm just going to check my phone for my job at this time and at this time, maybe three times a day or, you know, maybe at 10 o'clock and then again at 12 o'clock, but it's, it's limited and, um, it's dedicated time. And again, if I do that properly, it allows me more time. I think this is all, you know, the margin stuff is, is like, um, money management. It's very similar. It's like, you've only got so much money. You've only got so much time. Right. How are you going to manage that time so that you have some savings left over at the end of the month, for example, so that you can do those other things yep. that take savings? Yeah. <laughs> and how are you going to do those things that you want to enjoy with your time, but you've, you've booked yourself up and you've maxed your account out, your time account out, so there is no moment right. for you to do that thing that you really want to do. Well, as we um, wrap up, I just want to say one thing. Again, this is one of those things that I think that we almost say every podcast, but when you first start to do this, it it's not going to be necessarily going to be easy and mm. it'll take some time to get it right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm constantly re- revisiting what margin looks like in my day based yeah. on my workload, based on yeah. my season, and you need to revisit it often. And you need to say, is what I'm doing working? Okay, I'm working on a special project. Okay, my margin needs to change. Where I have breathing room needs to change. Okay, now I need to say no to this these things that I didn't say no to before because I, I have something new going on. And so yeah. Um, yeah, don't feel like you have to have this all figured out. It's definitely been a work in progress for me. I would say, you know, two years in the making of me really getting the hang of 
putting margin in my day, taking the extra 15 minutes, not over scheduling myself because it, it is a mm-hmm. habit that needs to be broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a good point. Um, and also revisiting again, to me, that's like a budget. If, if my mm-hmm. husband and I do a budget, it does not stay in place for the rest of my life. I really cannot stress enough that if you're listening to this podcast and you are feeling a little overwhelmed, get help. Like mm-hmm. go to Lisa's page, book a, a coaching appointment with her, contact Kimberly. I know she's available. Get help. Get a good start because, again, it's a wise investment. You really will. I, I can't say enough how much that has helped me. So if you are listening and you don't know where to start, reach out to them or reach out to someone else you know. But do it. Don't be afraid. Okay, Elise, why don't you give us your coaching challenge for this week? Okay, well, um, I would like everybody to find one thing you're doing that is taking your time that you don't have to do. Like, you can't choose the dishes or or doing the wash because those things have to be done as mundane as they are. I want you to choose one thing that you don't have to do and say no to it. Take it off your list and breathe. Thanks for joining us for this episode. You can find everything we talked about in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org where you'll receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. Subscribe to us on iTunes or follow us on social media so you'll never miss an episode. We can be found around the web as Circles of Faith.